Welcome to Generations Be Like. This is where we exchange generational views from our different experiences, lifestyles, and mindsets to find common ground. Hi, I'm Yulia, a 23-year-old Hispanic millennial who recently graduated college and is trying to figure out her place in the world. And I'm Ham, a 40-year-old Asian Gen X teacher, coach, and technology professional. As I enter the real world, I want to figure out how to navigate life as an adult, like what are taxes? And as a veteran of adult life, I want to continue to develop and create new opportunities for learning. Like, how do I TikTok? Thanks for joining us. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about investing. So, Hom, I was reading online and I saw that they're considering doing a second round of stimulus checks. Woohoo! Stimulus checks are always nice. I got mine. Did you get yours? I unfortunately did not because I don't qualify. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Well, I'm too rich, so like... <laughs> all right, that's cool. Well, you may get the second one, right? Potentially? Yes, possibly, because they were thinking about possibly broadening the number of people who can get it, like the qualifications, or including some sort of loan forgiveness. Yeah. So what do you think you're going to do with it? I don't know. My first instinct is to pay off some student loans. Yes, that's always a good one. But I did see that it may be smart at this point also to invest some of your stimulus check. What do you think about that? That's interesting because I've been hearing a lot of things that like the economy is like really bad and people are unemployed, but the stock market is doing really well. Yeah, I think it uh, traditionally does well. So I think we're going to jump into that topic a little bit today. And specifically, we're going to look at investing apps, and we'll define some terms for folks like you that are kind of new to this. How's that sound? That sounds great. Oh, awesome. So I started, and when I was doing my research, I found this article, and I think it's perfect. Um, It's an interesting title. It says, I used to think I needed thousands of dollars to start investing, but I took the plunge with $20 a week, and now I swear by it. So to you, does $20 sound pretty good? Uh, yeah, week? it sounds pretty doable. I can do that. Yeah, it's different than if I told you it was like $1,040 you have to put away every year. Yes, because I think by bringing it up, it makes it a lot more feasible instead of just one large sum. Yeah. All right, so let's start with the basics here. What, what are some of your questions about investing to begin with? Okay, so what are exactly our stocks? What do they do? Mm, Good question. So stocks are basically your right or piece of a company, which is actually a written certificate if you wanted, and you own shares of that company when also you have voting rights on what happens to that company. So as small as it is, you will actually have a vote in that company and how it performs. And by owning that share, sorry, and by owning that share, it can appreciate in value. And that's when you sell it. So just like artwork, right? I'm not a big artwork person, but if you were to buy a painting and then it appreciates because that artist becomes more popular and you sell it for more and you've made some money, that's basically the stock market. So why should we look into investing? Why should we invest? Well, if you say we, and I think you mean we as in like your generation or people my age. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. It doesn't matter if it's a, you know, really uh, good market or bad market. I think because you just need to get started. 
uh, any time is great to start, and any time you have money available, you should be investing. So I know we're we're putting this in the idea of like you're going to be receiving some money, or you need to start doing this. However, there's no bad time to start. I know there's a thing about the markets are really good or the markets are really bad. You can't really time it out. You have maybe 40 years of investing in front of you. And I think this is the best time to start. Okay. So investing, we should do that. Great. I know some of my friends actually do have stocks and certain things where they're talking about it. But for people like me who have no idea what to do, how do we start? Ah, great call. The best part about trying to get started now and what the opportunity is these banks that allow you to invest and they allow you to invest on an app on your phone, which is what I really want to promote because they make it so easy because back in the day you needed to have a brokerage firm account. Are you familiar with that is? I am not. So basically our brokerage firm is like this gigantic bank and they would do all these stock transactions for you on your behalf. You would pay them per transaction, but The idea was that you had to dump a lot of money in with them. So for example, it would be, you need to open an account with $5,000. And so that's the limiting factor and why people never really got into the stock market earlier. Yeah, that sounds like so much money. Yeah, it is a ton of money, yeah. Um, And so what these apps now provide you is the ability to use direct deposit from your bank account you can take out $5 a week, $5 a month, or you don't even have to transfer any money. You can just do it as if it was just a regular bank account. Oh, that's so that's pretty lit because it's kind of taking your money out. Sometimes you, don't, you won't even notice if it's gone because it does it by itself. Exactly, right? Because it's just like the taxes. Well, you do notice when taxes are taken out of your paycheck, but... I do. Yeah. You might not notice though, $5 a week, $10 a week. And you're right. If you have that mentality now that I can make do with one less Frappuccino a week, uh, and that's going to go into my investment account, then that is the right mentality to have. So do you think you can sacrifice one or two elegant coffees of your choice per week? You know what? I can't because I don't even drink coffee. So. Oh, Okay. (laughs) So whatever your vices that you tend to spend money on from your bank accounts, if you could hold off and just put that in and, and like you said, direct deposit it into one of these um, financial applications that allow you to buy stocks, you're going to be set. And I say that because I trust the stock market a lot. I know there are multiple avenues to invest, people like real estate, but this, I think, is the easiest way to start. Okay. You said that. When you started investing, like what's changed since you personally started investing? Hmm. Yeah. So I gave it a first try. I really got interested in this when I actually worked in a bank when I was 18 years old. I I read a book, I think it was called 10 Minutes to Understanding the Stock Market or something. And again, the idea was I needed to come up with $2,000 or $5,000 to open up an account. Um, so that was probably the, one of the main problems or limiting issues I had. The other was I wasn't interested in paying $15 per trade, meaning I had to pay this company $15 for them to buy a share of stock for me. So I was like, that's not cool. 
Um, that does not sound cool. Yeah. And then just in general, life happens, right? So the first thing that usually goes when you need money for uh, something random or you're going to go back to school or uh, you, in my case, I purchased an apartment. And so all of that kind of goes out the window when you shift your investment ideas. So what do we need to start? So like some tools, do we need like a person, like a liaison or yeah. some fancy S- institute? No. So again, going back to that, you don't need anything. You just need to download some apps and a bank account and the willingness to part ways with five or $10 a week or five or $10 a month. So there are apps that you can use. And so the ones that I have researched and actually utilized myself, one is called Stash. A second one is Eggcorns. Three is SoFi. Robinhood is a popular one. And one called M1 Finance. And now I should say that uh, in no way are we affiliated with any of those apps. These are just some that I personally use myself that I stumbled on and thought, I should share this with other people because this is magic to me uh, that you can trade stocks on your cell phone. It is a good point to note that these are actual banks as well. And so they will give you a debit card and has all those bells and whistles of no fees for ATMs. And um, again, the ability to buy stocks and the ability to sell them off so that you can pull back your money. So it's it's kind of a, a really cool savings account where the savings and return to you is in the form of stock ownership. How's that sound? That sounds cool. Um, Are there any big differences between these apps? Yeah, that's a great question. So the reason why I like the one called Eggcorns is that, as I mentioned, it's a debit card. So you can either direct deposit money every single week, month, or just dump it in wherever you need to. Or you can use your debit card, and what it would do is if you purchase something for $5.50, it would round up that purchase to $6 and take that $0.50 and put that into your investment account. That's actually pretty convenient because, let's say that we don't really care about loose change, whether it be in the physical form or in the bank, like if you have a bank account. Like yeah. if I have fifty seven thirty nine, I have fifty seven dollars. Yes. You know, so that makes it really easy. Yep, and so all of that change adds up, and therefore, just like squirrels, with their acorns and they stuff it in their cheeks. You ever see that? Yes, I have. So I think that's how they derive, arrived at the name of acorns. So the difference in the other one, so stash, for example, kind of does it a little bit differently. Um, instead of rounding up to the uh, nearest dollar value, if you purchased um, or use that card at a retailer that has a pub- is a publicly traded company like uh, Chipotle, for example, they would actually make a purchase of stock for you and put it in your investment account. Now, it's very, very small, but it's kind of cool when you know that you're using your debit card and you're actually buying stock in this company. Exactly. And if you go to a place often enough, might as well start investing in it. Exactly. Right. So the other differences, um, again, those are my personal accounts, so I'm so used to how those work. Um, SoFi is an interesting one. If some folks may be familiar, SoFi usually works with um, 
school loans or personal loans. And so they've turned this into an investment tool as well. The reason why I kind of like SoFi, if you're familiar with Bitcoin, uh, you can start to buy Bitcoin too, which is interesting. Oh, now we're talking about cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like you know that though. I, again, I have some friends who know all about this, but then there's me who is just, um, who's completely clueless. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some of the differences, but as I mentioned, these are all banks. Uh, they're all federally insured. So your money is protected to a certain degree, uh, and they are legit. So I would support them. And I would also say that the disclaimer here is that anytime you're investing money, uh, you are risking whatever you put in, uh, but you will not suffer any other consequences than that. So I highly suggest it. Yeah. Um, but I do like that. It protects my money because if there's one thing I like, it's my money being safe. Yes. Exactly. Since I don't have a lot of it. <laughs> yep. Another advantage for folks like you or younger folks that may need access to their money, unlike other so-called retirement investments, I don't know if you've heard of 401ks or IRAs or some sort of retirement account. Though, oh, those are too many adult words. <laughs> yeah. A lot of acronyms. I know I hate acronyms. But if you have one of those traditional things, you don't have access to your money right away. Whereas this, you can kind of sell off all of your stocks and maybe within four or five days, get all your cash out. So if you need to be what they call liquid, and liquid means that you have cash flow and you can just take it and move it, uh, you have that ability with these uh, institutions. That's really convenient. <laughs> um, yeah. Are there any specific companies we should look to for investing? Yeah. So if you are trying to buy individual company stocks, I think you should always just go with uh, the companies that you think will, one, will be around for a long time. Two, you could start with ones that you frequent. Um, and three, things that are in the news a lot, because those are potential, what they call market movers, and they will go up and down and fluctuate more often than some. But let's do this little quiz. And like, so what are some of the companies, let's just say, like, where do you go eat a lot? And I can tell you if they have stock or not. You can buy that. Okay. Um, my favorite fast food restaurant is Taco Bell. Great. Taco Bell is one. It is called Yum Brands. Y-U-M. So you can buy that one. Next. Ooh. Um, I love me some Starbucks. Got to have my refresher. <laughs> Starbucks definitely has a very good stock history. Uh, I've owned that myself. That's two. Great. So you're on a roll here. You already know what to buy. <laughs> um what else the biggest like fast food company i could think of is like is mcdonald's yep they've been around a long time mcdonald's is a solid investment too uh there are other ones like you know you can't ignore um and that are kind of even in a in a pandemic will still thrive companies like amazon netflix apple disney they're going to be around for a while so you can trust that they will return some sort of value to you in the future oh and other big companies what, what are like some of the big stores that you know of walmart is yeah. the first one that came to mind exactly and what's a walmart competitor 
Target or Target if you want to be fun too. <laughs> so you know more about this than you think. And that's what I want to encourage everybody is like you, you don't need to know technical terms and the opportunity that is afforded to you. So a lot of these companies, they call it uh, as a group of financial tech companies. And that's what these are. They are giving you the opportunity to gain access to things that were previously not accessible. And this is a great opportunity. So that's why I think you could see it in my voice. I'm a little excited about this. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely tell this is a sort of passion of yours. Yes, a little bit. And, and the reason is, when I originally thought about this when I was 17, 18 years old, I always thought, again, I need to dump a lot of money into it. And then I sat on it for a couple of years. And at that time, in like early 2000s, after I got through college, it was like major internet boom. And so stock market, stock prices were going crazy. And I missed it. Right. So then, uh -huh. I, yeah, then I got into it. I was like, all right, now I have a real job. Let me save some money. Things happen. Okay. Yeah, I know, but things happen here and there. And then I just like, I didn't get back into it. So lately, before I turned 40 again, I was like, I am not saving any money. I need to do something. So I need to just do what you said. I won't notice $10 a week. Let me just put it away. So even if it's $500 here, $500 on another account, I'm saving something. And even at this point where we're in this pandemic, I look at my app, I open it up. It even not, I didn't lose any of the money I put in. And so even in the worst case scenario, I was able to earn enough money that I lost enough money to not have lost any money, if that makes any sense at all. It kind of does. I was never really good at math. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how we were talking about this as investing as a sort of saving because, you know, when I think of investing in stock markets and Wall Street, I think of like the pick, the the big corporate greedy person. Yeah. Yep. And I never really thought of it as like a way to save money or possibly make, you know, a few more dollars here and there. Oh, you just gave me the chills there, Yul. So that means that means you figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> it is accessible to you and to everybody. And it's accessible to you in the sense that you don't need too much knowledge. You just have to be able to provide a little bit at a time and to put out some risk, which we all do that every single day. And so this is a little bit of risk. And I also like to think, yeah, not only is it a savings account, I actually would consider it like a, a second income. Ooh, right? I, I really need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this case, it might be your first, um, but it is like slow. I'm, I'm, and I have to say this, it is a slow appreciating income because it's not overnight and that's the key you you almost have to sit there not pay attention to it which i actually advise and then at the end of the month you check your app and you're like oh wow i made ten dollars and then i didn't think about it you want it to be thoughtless and i think that's what these investment apps allow you to do is to make it so easy thoughtless painless that you don't realize that you're making money okay quick question though how do we make money oh because like we put money in, but like, how do we get that or more back? That's right. Left that part out. So because now you own a piece of the company, the way that you make money is when that value of that company goes up 
and in terms of what happens on a day-to-day basis when you hear a stock market goes up, this company goes up, the value of that share has gone up. And so when you sell it, that is when you make the money. So if you bought something at $100 per share and then you waited a year and it went up 20 points or $20, it is now worth 120 and you sell it, therefore you made $20. Right. And you really didn't do too much except trust the company was going to do something with it. So remember, you are giving them your money to do something with it. So uh, that is the whole thing. So that's how you make the money and you make that per share. So however many shares you have, multiply whatever that increase is and then sell it off. So basically it's just, you don't actually get the money until you sell it back. That is correct. Or not sell it back to them. Or like sell it in general. Yep. You're selling it to somebody else potentially. It's, it's think of eBay, right? You bought something, it has some value. Generally, when you sell things on eBay, it's at a lower cost, but that can also happen too, right? You might have to sell less than you paid for. So that also has to be taken into consideration. Okay. Right now, the stock market is great, but what happens when it goes bad? You said there's a risk. What is the risk? The risk is that you lose whatever you put in, meaning the value of the company that you invested uh, goes to zero. That's one risk. Second is that maybe you have to take the money out and so you sell your stock at a loss. Um, and third is you just take it all out. That's those. That's really the risk. You can't lose more than you put in. You can lose what you put in. And the idea is that for someone like you, you can weather the storm when these things happen. And hopefully when you need it, uh, it will have appreciated. Or if you follow it close enough and you learn more, uh, you can get into it a little bit more and be a little more cautious with your money and move it somewhere else. Okay. Thanks, Tom. So what are some other things that we have to consider when investing? All right. So one, I started to mention that um, when you sell off stocks. So if you do make money, you have to pay taxes on it. And so it's called, (laughs) yeah, I know it's called capital gains taxes. I'm not going to go into the details, but there is a certain percentage that you have to pay if you profited off of any sale of stock. So keep that in mind right now. You don't have to worry about it because our hope is you don't sell out that stock for a long time, but yeah, that's one consideration. Second is a, you do need some sort of social consciousness if you do value that. You mentioned before corporate greed, big corporations. You have to decide if your values are in line with a company, and I I would promote that. Um, You should not sell out or be a hypocrite in investing in a company that you don't believe in their practices, but there are socially conscious companies that you should look into if when you get further and deeper into this that may align with your beliefs and so those are the companies you should trust and and hopefully they do good things too and they can appreciate uh, in value the way that you hope so i think those two of the main considerations you should have 
and also your status, uh, financial status. You oh. know, if you if you got to pay the rent, pay the rent. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say if you if you do get a second round of stimulus checks. If you need that stimulus check to survive, <laughs> definitely use that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> into investing, do what you can, essentially. Yep. So let me ask you, as we close out here, Juliet, what did you learn today? What are three things that you want to take away from this discussion? I guess number one, that investing has never been easier because you can do it from your phone instead of paying hundreds of dollars to a separate brokerage firm. <laughs> Number two would be to think of investing as a saving strategy. So you put your money away in this company and you trust that they'll help you create some profits. What's number three, Yulia? Did you learn anything else today? To get started now, um, because I'm young and like you said, I kind of have nothing to lose at this point. So might as well just get started. Yeah, I agree. So hopefully you're listening out there. Uh, you can check out some of these apps, uh, or if your current bank offers the ability to invest in the stock market, look into that, ask them questions, and see if you can get started on your phone, uh, because I think that is the new generational thing to do, and I would encourage everybody to at least take a look and open up an account, because you can open an account with as little as $5. So I hope you learned something today. I hope you take away... Uh, a little piece of information you didn't know before. And if you are getting into investing, I wish you well. And remember that there is a risk, but if you don't take a risk, there are no benefits. Uh, so thank you very much, everybody, for joining us today. We will talk to you soon, and we appreciate you for listening to Generations Be Like. Thank you for joining us today on Generations Be Like. We hope you learned all the things. Make sure to check out our show notes and links about today's topic. Got any questions, comments, or concerns? Tweet us at Jen's Be Like. And join us for our next episode. Peace.